0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict episode five hundred and thirty-three. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and the Canlayer Pen Company. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad.
1: Hey, Mike. We got all the pens to talk about today.
0: Yeah, don't we? loads of pens in the show notes today.
1: Big show, big show. Yeah, I've been following. I've been using some of my new pens, so I think it's always good to like follow up on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I like I talk about it like the, the brand new thing. Right. And when I get mm-hmm. it in. But then, hey, let's check in, you know, a month down the line after some heavy usage. And uh, that's what we're going to get a lot this show. But not before, Mike. One more St. Jude recap for this year. Is that OK? If you if you want to, you go for it. I'll do it, I'll do it. So, we since last episode, we we closed out the the Pan-Otik raffle for St. Jude. We closed it out. We raised $33,600. $33, and congrats to all of Film, you and Steven and everyone who put everything on to crack the $700,000. Yeah, we we mark. we raised, raised the most that
0: we've ever raised, which was not what we were expecting, uh which yeah. is unbelievable
1: yeah amazing amazing so um, for my part uh, the raffle um, is complete I have emailed all of the winners I have heard from most of the winners some of the winners did find my email from hello at penannic.com in their spam folder so okay. um, if you're happening to listen to this I like I will chase down people you know for a while but like you know after a month or so of, of trying to, to contact people it's just like okay I'm, I'm going to need people to like follow up and check their spam and, and do some things like that but I think we heard from gosh what do we have like 19 or 20 raffles i think i've only heard haven't heard from like one or two people so we're in good shape but i just want to let every know every everyone everyone know everything is in process to get you your awesome raffle prizes and thanks again to all of the vendors the retailers the makers who provided stuff and thanks to everyone who uh donated help raise money for this um it was it was fantastic it was a great another great year
0: yeah it really was thank you everybody right. again
1: Yep, yep. All right. Um, this caught me. I I don't know why this catches me off guard every year, but the OKB forty eight, which is oh, I a, can't
0: believe it's happening already. I feel like we <laughs> just did this,
1: right? Yeah, and and I'll explain why it it's weird and it, it kind of hit home this this year why it's so weird. But I'll I'll explain it. But for those who don't know, this is a web poll in Japan by this site OKB forty eight who takes kind of the um, the temperature of the stationary landscape for most standard pens in Japan, right? And it's followers of this site, they go and vote on their favorite pen, right? And this, this whole process I've voted before, and it's it's kind of a long, intricate process to, to do. It doesn't take that long, you know, maybe 10 minutes to go through the process. And at the end, they come up with a ranking of the votes of the popular pens in Japan, you know, basically the... The off-the-store-shelf pens, like your basic gel, ballpoint pens, things like that. So why it's so weird and it seems like it comes up all the time without finishing the last one, Mike, is because they'll run the poll for three months. So it'll go from October 3rd, oh, October 1st through December 31st. And then they won't announce the winner like this last year. It wasn't like until March. And I don't even know that we covered the winner because it came so late afterwards. I don't even remember seeing the winners this year. So we'll go over the winners here in a minute. And then like a few months later, they're, they're doing the next poll again, right, for the next year. So <laughs> the timing of this is really long and spread out. But it's cool. It's very informational. Um, it's something I personally enjoy being a fan of all of these types of pins in here. So last year's poll, which I voted in, these, these were the results, the top 10. There's actually 48 pins. We're not going to go through all that. But the top 10, um, there's generally some turnover in like the top five places. And there there was again this year, the, the Jetstream standard is back at the top, which it's been around there a bunch. So this is the standard retractable, I think in the US market, I don't know about in the UK market, they call it the Jetstream Sport, I believe is the name of this one. It's the basic Jetstream, which is fantastic. I love that pen very, very much. So number two is the Uniball 1 which I love how it looks. I don't love the refill. Like that would not be in my top 10, but um, this is why this list is good. uh, As we'll see in a minute. Now I'll talk about it in a minute. It does Mm -hmm. let me, you know, know what other people are thinking. And maybe some pens I need to investigate. Third place is the Pentel Energel InFree. So this specific one is a translucent barrel with a needle tip. But I think just the Energel in-hold as a whole, which we'll talk about later in the show, does belong in third place. But this is a very specific model. Uh, fourth place the Jetstream Edge. So this is a little bit of an outlier in the top 10 that all of these other pens in this list are like $2 to $3, where the Edge is over $20 for a pen, but it's that good of a pen. I, I completely agree with this ranking um, in, in the context of all these other pens. Number five, Uh, in fifth place, the Zebra Blend, which this is the pen two or three years ago that caught me off guard. It finished like third in the list. And at that time I had never heard of it. So um, it probably deserves its place there. I don't think it's as good as a bunch of these other top 10 pens. Um, But in Japan, they've done something right with this pen and the marketing of this pen. And this is the ballpoint version. They've come out with a gel version uh, since then. So Uh, number six is the juice up from Pilot. It's the needlepoint retractable. It's a very good pen. Number seven is the Uniball Signo, um, the DX, the pen that I like so much, the pen that we made the spoke pin around. This is always like that. That's a traditional top 10 uh pen. Sometimes it's in the top five, sometimes it falls like in this category. Like some of the newer, hotter pens end up in the in the top five, like the Uniball one and the Jetstream Edge and the Zebra Blend, and that pushes down the classics like the seventh place signo dx eighth place is the zebra Sarasa clip and ninth place is the uniball signo rt1 right so that's those are all like super hardcore classic pens that have been around some of them uh, a decade or more and but that that's great for their consistency but the the new hotness tends to crack the top five and the stalwarts tend to fall in like six through ten uh tenth place is the tombow mono uh light this is a 0.38 millimeter ballpoint that i i absolutely love i don't use it that frequently because i tend to reach for my jet stream edge it kind of fits the same bill but i reviewed these two years ago maybe and they're absolutely absolutely awesome pens so um, they probably don't get talked about enough so that's the top 10 i think it's a good top 10 like the zebra blend is probably not a top 10 for me the Uniball one is definitely not a top 10 for me but i like all the rest of this and you know i but like you you scroll down the list is like what would i push up you know uh ahead of them you know i don't know there's there's not many. it does drop you know kind of precipitously once you get into the late 20s then then on down the list. Then one of the things I do is I do kind of check out the the randomness towards the end of the list mm-hmm. um, to see if there's anything I missed. There wasn't anything that's a real standout this year. A lot of stuff um, has been around for a long time. There was nothing like super compelling i'm actually surprised if you scroll all the way to the bottom the 48th place is the otto horizon i would actually think that would be like in the 20s like that's a if it all the pens around it it is so much better than like like the 10 or 20 pins more ahead expensive of it. like it's less than 10 dollars right it's not like a 25 dollar pen, right mm-hmm. so it's like a eight dollar pen, i think so um the one weird thing based on what I hear from and what the the community hears from Hobonichi is how big the pilot friction is in Japan, right? Where Hobonichi was talking about how good their new paper is going to be from the friction because the friction is so popular. I think the first friction lands in the 40s in this list. Where is it? Yeah. Um, 45. Fifth, if this is even the traditional friction, maybe they, I wonder if they even count the friction. For I don't this. think the friction. I'd, I would have to like, check.
0: The friction sucks as a pen, and I feel like right. the OK uh, B 48 vote is oh. the people that care about. Here their it is. Pens. I found it. I, I was wrong. Right. Mike, it's
1: in twelfth. It's in twelfth. Right. The knock is but in twelfth. Right.
0: I still stand by what I'm about to say, which is like I feel like the friction would do really well with like the generic crowd because it's like hey you can erase this pen and people just think that's really cool like do you want to put your uh, notebook in the microwave right like that kind of thing right and so like i don't think i you know like uh, maybe it is like maybe it's the most popular pen in japan right now but like i don't think it's going to score number one on this list yeah, I think
1: that's a valid, uh, valid point. It's a, um, it's become like a, a a planner and journaling heartthrob pen, just with the zebra yeah. mildliner marker. There's a few of those that really kind of transcend into like the more like uh, planning and journaling setup, as maybe opposed to like the traditional writing. Which that's kind of look how these results look like.
0: What we're looking at, what you mentioned, this is last year's list, though, right? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the 2021 results. Yeah.
1: What they call, it. and again, they do the voting, like the, the, the general the, election yeah and they do the terminology weird, like we're voting right now for the twenty twenty two list right, and it ends mm-hmm. in December, but we won't find the winner until like the spring it it's i i have i get it confuses me always, so it takes a long time but it's it's a fun reference list, especially for someone like me who is like super into this stuff so yeah, there you go i will i
0: have i remember the blend we mm-hmm. had never heard of that pen.
1: That's exactly right. Like, that's why this... And it, it was like the year that I discovered it, it was like number two or three on the list. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is happening? Which, that's why I find this site like super valuable for, for me. Incredibly right? valuable. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a window into the Japanese world that we're not going to otherwise get.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Talking about windows into other worlds... Should we take our first break? (laughs) We should. (laughs) All right. This episode is brought to you by the Canalea Pen Company. Canalea makes stunningly beautiful pens inspired by images of Hawaii. Canalea's founders, Hugh and Carol, believe that these locations can help recharge our spirit and connect us with nature. And today, we have the absolute pleasure of talking about yet another new pen have a new range in Canalea's offering, the Punakea collection. This consists of the Punakea fountain pen in the five design profiles that Canalea offer. They have the Punakea ballpoint pen and then the Punakea mailele fountain pen, which is the, uh, is it the classic is what they call that one? And it has the band, right? Yes. Uh, see so which is, that is kind of my one of choice uh, at the moment. Yep. The Kea Collection was inspired by a hike that Hugh and Carol took through the Waimea, uh, Waimea Canyon in Kauai. On the morning that they were there, they saw this beautiful rainbow across the sky suspended above the canyon. And these are the colours. This is the imagery that you're going to see in the Kea Collection. From the red of the rock to the gold of the sun with some blue sky and a shimmering rainbow. Now, Brad, I today saw some images of this pen because mine is currently held in customs and they won't (laughs) let it go. I've been answering (laughs) emails. I do not know what is going on. It seems to maybe have been pulled up on like some kind of random check because I've never Um. experienced this before. Like I've had people from the courier calling me. I've been filling out forms. (laughs) It's been like a whole thing. And the thing that annoys me about this the most is This might be the most beautiful pen that Canalea have ever made, and I want it so desperately. You have one, right?
1: So yes, so I got mine yesterday. I oh. had my own. I had my own delivery issues. Um, but we oh, did. Really you won't go there. Uh, oh, I did. I did. It took an extra. It took an extra day, and I had to go physically pick it up from a location because huh. they didn't do the drop correctly.
0: I think. I think that the the mail companies they like did an X ray and they were like, "Oh my god, this thing's so beautiful. <laughs> we got to steal them." <laughs>
1: so I'll tell you. I, I love Canalea launch days because we don't know what we're getting ahead of time, right? So yep. it's this, like this little box and you're going to open up. Is like, am I going to love it? Am I going to hate it? Is it going to be perfect? Is it going to... What What is in this box? So I'll tell you, I opened the box and, you know, I opened, opened the little the little gift box and took the pen out of the sleeve and I started giggling so hard that I snorted. <laughs> like, I, I ac- and I caught myself. I was like, what is happening? That's how much... I that's how giddy I was about seeing this pen because it was very unexpected to me. Um, it, it the the material was a complete surprise to me. I mean, they all are, right? This is like but, a different level. Yeah, the kind of the
0: swirls in this. It's very different. The yeah, layering all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: like you know, talking about like the 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 rainbow like um, image. It's not a, like the traditional like brightness you would see like if we were going to make a rainbow pin you know it would be just all like super primary colors and like the strongest colors it's not it's like mixed in with like the canyon coloration where it's all kind of muted and dusty and it's awesome like the coolest thing that i i didn't even notice the gold swirl in mine until um i I even uncapped it, and then I didn't notice it till I was inking it up this morning that's that's another comment I have um there's like this huge girl gold uh sparkly swirl in it, which I did notice, and it's actually all through the pen, but I was just noticing like the reds and blues and whites, and yeah. some of the blue areas are translucent and it was really pretty um and so like this is one of the first times that I've ever thought, hey. What if Canalea had an ink to match this pen? Because like that was my first thing. Is like, what am I going to ink this up with? Right? Yeah. Because it is such a different colorway, and I, I did end up finding the, the the perfect ink for it. Um, I I think at least I'm testing. it I out. think it's I know Robert what Oster. I will
0: put in this when I get it. It depends on because like I'm looking at the images. Like one of my favorite things about Canalea pens because of the way they make them. Right they all look different every single one of them is right. different they're unique right and it's one of my favorite things about this kind of pen anyway that you can spend it's you know it's just, it's a it's an amount of money but it's not an obscene amount of money considering the idea right. that your every pen is one of a kind like i just like that kind of idea i've always loved that about like this style of pen like there's more maker pens you know uh, that we mm-hmm. talk about all the time on the show but looking at some of the images, right, the gold is quite prominent in some of them. And if I have the gold prominent in mine, then I'm going to fill it with Ibisu gold because I think right. that will be a nice, like, carry-through. But it all mm-hmm. depends on, like, what, what kind of color mixture I get if and when I ever receive this pen that they sent me to try. <laughs> <laughs> so what, one of the things I was thinking about with this pen
1: is, is what I love seeing about makers in our space... Is when they are operating like fully in stride and that's what i feel like this release is like there's been this build-up of canalea pins recently that's just like everyone's better than the other or the one before and that doesn't discount the ones that came before but do you know how hard that is to do and yeah. watching makers you know it doesn't have to be canalea it could be any makers like watching all their all the makers in our space when they're operating at just like you Know, like, peak creativity. Like, I love seeing that happen, and you can tell that's kind of happening with Canalea right now. The way that they executed oh, on this pen, I,
0: I, yep. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, they're on like a whole new trajectory right now, and they have been right, like, right, it's, for fun the last year. it's fun to see. It's fun to see. Yeah, yep. So, Canalea fountain Pens they feature yo number no. six nibs. You can buy a steel or 18 karat gold nib direct from Canalea, they offer sizes from extra fine to 1.1 millimeter stub. Q will smooth and tune every single nib before it leaves the shop, even when you buy online. It's like pen show service with on, uh, online sales. They're going to make sure it writes fantastically every time, and they ship it to you in their beautiful black walnut keepsake box. And once again, Kenley are giving back to the Kauai community, which is where this pen draws its inspiration, by donating a portion of the launch proceed to local food banks and preservation charities for Waimea Canyon. Go and see these glorious new pens for yourself today at com, and say a little prayer for me that I'll get mine before next week's episode. (laughs) I thanks to Canaleapenko for their support of this show.
1: Um, last thing, I don't think I fully got out the name of the ink, and I know people will will ask. I got uh, Robert Oster Australian Opal Mauve, which kind of hits mm-hmm. at some of the, the like the mine has a lot of kind of like this plum colored reddish purple in there, mm-hmm. and it's it kind of matches along that line, so. Um, it's it's really pretty. I think I did a good job uh, picking the ink. It was the first ink I thought of and the only ink I could think of that I owned that would be just like the ideal match for this. And I think it's good. So I'll take some pictures of it later.
0: It's great. This is one of those words, the name of this color, where it's like so different the mm-hmm. way me and you would say it, right? Mm-hmm. So you say, what well, did you say? Mauve? Mauve. I'd say mauve.
1: Mm, yeah, see, I wouldn't know. If you if I didn't know you were talking about color and said mauve, I wouldn't know what you're talking about. I, I would figure it out if you were... Discussing color, but I've I have, i do not think I've ever heard you pronounce pronounce mauve. that or or well, it's a yeah.
0: very particular purple mauve.
1: It is, it is. It's dusty. It's not like fully saturated, right? It's it's, it's a, a nice difficult match. color to be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. right? It's a difficult color to to pin down, and that's kind of the ideal match for this. That's the other good thing about this pen is like I like you know complimenting my pens with inks, and you have a lot mm-hmm. of choice with this one because it's it's all kinds of swirly in there.
0: That's a good point that's a good point
1: yep yep on the very specific ink front mike my fujiyama blue the Bungu box pilot 823 i went with a very specific matchy matchy as a matter of fact i went with fujiyama blue from oh, wow. from Bungu box it's a sailor ink formulation that they made do you remember the Bungu box they did a um the Fujiyama Blue Sailor Pro Gear that I have. It's kind of a the translucent blue, metal section, little Mount Fuji uh, rod and finial. Yes, in there, I remember a, it now. Cool.
0: now. I don't remember yeah. the, that it being blue, but I remember the yeah. F- Mount Fuji rod and finial. That's beautiful. Yes, so
1: this uh, 823 is kind of in this, I don't want to say it's in the same series, but it features the same colors, right? And it's the same Fujiyama Blue idea. And I'd already had that ink, with uh, my sailor pro gear. So I figured I know long-term that's not going to be the ink for this 823. I want, I'm probably going to go with a traditional blue black in this pen, but I wanted to like honor this pen (laughs) from the jump. And I was like, what better ink than Fujiyama blue? So you asked me, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago about the process for getting this pen and um you know i said hold that thought because it was about to show up and it has it's it's fantastic like it's everything i wanted in an 823 right it's just like super super neat looking it's so unique in that all the different little things that bungu box got pilot to do for this pen kind of shocks me that this is even possible, so I'm super lucky that i I got it. I was in the queue just like everyone else. We had to sign up for a queue one night like at eleven p m at night Eastern time, so all around the world, people had to set their alarms and there were a lot of us talking in the the panic slack like, "Hey, are you up to to sign up for the list and the the list the initial list for the option to hopefully buy, like the initial lottery list um closed in like i don't know it was less than 10 minutes so i don't know how many hundreds there was 200 pins so i don't know how many hundreds of people signed up and they closed the list and then like a week later 30 names at a time they would send out hmm. an email saying hey you have the opportunity to buy this pin you now have 5 days to complete your purchase um so that's when everyone started sweating because a very small number. We're getting that amount of time, and it was kind of fun to watch. You know, am I going to get the mail? Am I going to get the mail? Get the and money. I was like in the yeah, I was like in the fourth or fifth batch. it's like I was like I stopped looking at the mail for a while, and I was on Orlando at the Orlando Pin Show, and I hadn't checked my mail for a day, and I got home and checked my email. It's like, hey, uh, don't run out of time to buy your pin. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so it was an interesting process to go through. Um, it seemed, you know. As equitable as it could be for like one of the hottest pen releases of the year, I'm very fortunate to have gotten one. Um, People thought um, that I already had one before I even signed up. I'm like, no, I'm just I'm in the queue with everyone else. And like, didn't um,
0: they give you one at the pen show? No, no
1: that that was just their their example that I got to take pictures of. And
0: I thought that you were given that. Shoot, no. Huh. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Well, apparently you are. Apparently I'm. Apparently that's what. A lot of people gathered from that. I don't know yeah. how how that could be, but maybe I misspoke or something, but I definitely did not I, get I
0: think one, the image so. just looked like it was a gift, right? Because like oh, you were kind of no. holding it and showing it to the camera, you know?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, I thought no, that they'd I given that to you. No, because I didn't even release the pictures until they announced it, right? Because they asked me not to share them because it was like yeah, kind yeah. of a... But then the I, I
0: thought I thought it was yours. Plus, you are Brad Dowdy, so
1: I I think people just think that I get all the stuff, and like you know, sometimes I do. I'm not gonna you, lie. Sometimes Brad, I do get, 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 get all the stuff.
0: A lot of the stuff. If maybe I do get a lot of stuff. stuff.
1: It's a fair. It was a fair question, but um, I've been using this pen for a few days. The Fujiyama Blue is a great ink in it. It's a little bit light for like long term usage. I honestly think I'm gonna go really, really traditional with this ink and use like a waterman mysterious blue which is a a fun blue black that's got a little bit of brightness in it Mm -hmm. um so it's great i couldn't be happier i couldn't be happier with the with the pen and um you know congrats to Bungo box for doing such a good job um with the pen and it seemed like the process went i mean as well as it could be like they were never gonna have enough pens for everyone and i'm sure some people were were sad that they couldn't get it and i would have been okay if i didn't get one you know it just is what it is i am flush With pens right now, now I've got this Canalea. I got to decide if I'm going to buy it or not. So you know, we have all these things, all these things going on, because Mike, another pen that we talked about, the Paniter homage to Armand pen. Do you remember this pen, the Portal pen?
0: I remember it from refill.
1: Yeah, the display Mm -hmm. uh, of this pen is just. ostentatious (laughs) ostentatious <laughs> it's it's ridiculous i almost i kind of actively hate it just because it is so not my thing to care about that type of thing and i do not care about this thing whatsoever it's already like stored away back in the box and thrown in the closet i had it on my desk or behind my desk for a little while and i was like this just annoys me please go away <laughs> but I, I bought it for the pen right and this pen i love but what color
0: pen I, do you have
1: it's all black all black, black one all right Yeah, so if you search it now, um, there is a version out now that's a three-pin set Mm -hmm. that has some like a a blue and like a kind of a brownish coppery color one, and I can't remember all the colors. Mm -hmm. I think mine came before that, and it's just all black. Like everything is black, completely blacked out.
0: It's like- I don't understand this. I find this pen to be (laughs) so ugly. Like I don't- Really? Yeah. Why has it got so (laughs) many holes in it? Oh man, it I looks like, I kinda dig it. It looks like a bad version of the Batman pen. See, me.
1: I think it's a better version of the Batman pen. No, That's actually what I've been like calling it. it. I don't like it. Yeah. It's just Batman. like the um so Mont Blanc did oh gosh, I'm gonna I didn't think of the the name beforehand, but Mont Blanc did like like this spider kind of uh, kind of look, and then Visconti kind of did this really aggressively cut out barrel that I've looked at before in the past. I don't know why those... Visconti
0: um... did something aggressive? Impossible. (laughs) Impossible! (laughs)
1: Yeah, normal for them. They did a normal (laughs) pen that looked like this. And like, I was very tempted by this. I don't know what it is about these cut out barrel type of situations that I like so much, but this one just kind of really, really, I was really attracted to it. And I I like the clip, I like the filling mechanism. It's like got this built in, it's a piston, but it's like physical physically like implanted they call it a mystery filler which it's that's a the marketing on that's that's it's a little rough on the marketing i'll be honest with you it's just mean? basically a piston yeah it's a, that's a great question because as okay. hard as i searched it was really really difficult to find um an awesome an awesome description of it but it's basically it's Kind of a piston piston converter thing that's physically built into it. It's got like a plunger, but the plunger has like extra mechanics to it to where it kind of helps fill it a little bit better. Whatever. It's all great. Oh, and it's got a uh, flexy nib. Um, I forget the name of of their their nib, but it's a very bouncy flex nib, and it's nice. The problem that I've run into so far is it's a magnet cap. Okay, so when you cap it, it just kind of snaps onto the front end of the grip section and like it meets, you know, a piece in the cap that is magnetized and they attach Mm -hmm. right there. Well, what I found out is when I'm using this pen and I cap it, I will sit there and hold it in my hand and fidget the magnet, like snap, 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 snap. I ended up shooting ink into the cap so much, like I made a mess that, I, because you know, the seal was so tight. I knew you were going to so say tight. that. Yeah. Yep. So it it is not a fidget pen. Like I have to actively mm-hmm. <laughs> not fidget with the cap because like my spoke pen, I'll just sit there and fidget with it just like crazy, right? And I ended up like filling the cap with ink and getting it all over my hands and having, it was yep. like really difficult to clean out. So I'm a little bit frustrated at it right now, but it's self-inflicted, right? So I've got well, it cleaned up. I, mean, I have to re-ink it.
0: I wouldn't necessarily. I, I think magnets and fountain pens is a bad idea all the time mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the force of the cap going on yep. will jostle the nib and could do exactly what's done there. Like Even if you weren't fiddling with it, like that's just going yeah. to happen more likely than if it was a screw cap. I don't really understand why yeah. people do that.
1: I just never thought about that. I guess I've never had a real magnet cap fountain pen before but uh it was a problem for me so i am now more aware of it so we're going to ink it up again here with a different ink and uh hopefully be a little bit more careful with the the magnet cap situation but if it keeps being an issue i'm going to be really mad because it was expensive pen. so we'll see how it goes so So what is the
0: deal with the name and the stand
1: so it's based on an artist uh armand and i for someone who's really into the arts and, and loves art, I had never heard of this artist and I went and ha- I went and looked. Um really beautiful, really cool artwork. And it's basically like a um uh modern art um mm-hmm. piece to to you know go along with this um Armand's work. And what surprises me the most is that it wasn't just like a one-off pin, like the pin that I got, it's like a bunch of different pins and all these portals and all these crazy stands and things like that. You know, it's, it's meant to, you know, feature, uh, feature the artist and be part of the modern art representation, um, of the artist's work and all these things like that. So like you're paying for all this extra stuff, right? Which that's like i wouldn't like you have probably looked at the price of this pen i mm-hmm. there's no way i pay i probably paid paid like less than cost for this pen i wouldn't pay like the full retail version of the pen um you know i don't that's just out of my wheelhouse but like i was comfortable with the offer that i got for this and it was great and um but the i i would have been completely fine being handed the pen and leaving, right? Just mm-hmm. put the pen in my hand and keep all the other stuff. Like I just because you're paying for all that too, right? You're paying for all that that packaging. The box is like bigger than like take your biggest it's like a boots size shoe box, right? It's not even like a sneaker size shoe box It's <laughs> gigantic and uh annoying. So like I don't even care about that stuff. But the pen I'm digging so far and uh, I want to get it re inked up to see um see if I can not make a mess of it.
0: Man, this is quite a pen.
1: This is quite a pen. I would I would be anxious for you to try it. You would probably still dislike it. I don't yeah. you might like the nib though. You might like the feel. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a little bit bigger than some of my normal pens, so it might be more your style. I'd be in- interested for you to try it, but I get the aesthetic uh idea of it. This is not a pen for everybody, right? not even remotely. So I'll have to find that Visconti. Uh, it probably wouldn't take too long because I've actually been tempted by this Visconti that um, was a similar type of cutout situation. So I don't know why I like... You wouldn't think that I would like that type of stuff, but for some reason, this particular one is pretty cool.
0: Do the cutouts make you write faster? Uh, yeah,
1: they do. Like Thanks. like like my aerodynamics are really good. We're going to have some wind uh, tunnel time uh, this off-season. Right with the pen and we're going to see if I can prove uh my my qualifying time.
0: Make sure you don't spend yeah. too much money.
1: Okay. Well, I already did. So <laughs> and like I feel like like this is my uh the 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 holder, the portal that I call it is like my uh my qualifying uh winner. It's like my my little tire. Oh, um, it's, your fo- it's
0: like your your pole yeah. sitters yeah. trophy. Yeah. My pole, posi- okay. pole
1: position tire. Yeah. That's what I it like feels it. like. I feel like I won something with this you pen. You sign so. it. Right now, the only thing I've won is inky hands, so we're going to see if we can fix that. We're going to fix that. Um, last one of the kind of new pens I've been testing out that I haven't been able to spend much time with is, I don't know, I, I love the 823, and it's probably my favorite, but this Skogsy Macarta pen that I bought from uh, my friend Zach Skogsy at the San Francisco Pin Show is really cool. Like, I'm digging everything about this pen, and... What it is, I don't have a link to my exact pen, but if you go to their Instagram page, I have a black macarta, which, Gosh. for all intents and purposes, makes the pen look gray, right? Because you can't get like a stark color macarta, right? It's not designed that way. So you can imagine, you know, your traditional brown macarta. If you made that black, what the color would look like, and it would look gray, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a actually there's a couple images where you can see yeah, different pieces them. of of what the black macarta looks like. It feels so good, Mike. Like I love this pen. I love how it feels, um, and um, I got a an architect nib grind on it uh, from JC at Nib Taylor. This is the coolest architect I've gotten because it is a really, really sharp edge. So it's a big pen with kind of a big architect nib and a real edgy architect nib and just kind of the combination of all these things. And I wanted a simple ink in this. So I chose Montblanc Petrol, which is kind of a, a deep blue. I kind of wanted a blue ink for this and kind of just like that whole figuring out the pen, the nib and the ink. I am using this pen just exclusively here recently it i just love how it writes i love how it feels so it's a really neat pen you know i love Macarta already um i do have to be a little bit careful with it right if you get ink on it it's going to stain it and like that's fine <laughs> i just want don't want to do that today <laughs> like mm-hmm. give me a few months with it and then it can look ridiculous and i'm fine with that like you're never going to dip this in the in a in a ink bottle like for example right it will just like completely color Uh, the the grip section. So it is a very particular pen as far as like maintenance goes, right? You got to be extra careful, but in the hand, it it feels so good.
0: Unless you want it to go like messed up over time, which is. Yeah. And I don't care about that. Like
1: I, but I want to work myself into that. Right. Mm. Just like my G10, my orange G10, I've used it so much. It's starting to get like ink running through the threads. Like it's a Mm -hmm. fiberglass material. Right. And it's just going to happen. And it's cool because you know what? I used it and it caused that, right? Like, I'm down with that. I don't, I just don't like having an accident, like on the first day and going, oh,
0: I got blue ink everywhere. I bet you know, I am a, like overly careful. Like a really great Japanese term for that idea. Yeah. Of yeah, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, Something changing over time because of its use.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the, the wabi-sabi. Mm-hmm.
0: Like that's yeah, what we think of it, about, but I don't think that yeah. counts so much yeah. necessarily. Yeah. For what about so
1: here. some people, like I've seen, um, it's not a Makarta pen, but like um, the antler pens, like I've seen people like splash ink on them on purpose, right? Because mm. it just, it holds ink, right? And it would turn these colors into into the pen. So Kind
0: of like a patina, right? That that kind of idea yeah. is what it's doing. Yeah.
1: And that's actually what I was going to say next. Just my hand oils and using this pen will turn the pen like different colors. It's actually probably going to get darker with use, right? The light Mm -hmm. areas of the micarta will get darker and smoother. And it's a pen that that ages with you as you use it. And I just love that about it. But I kind of love holding it and feeling it because it kind of it warms up to the touch. It's such an interesting density compared to like... The Armand pen, that's a, like an aluminum pen, and then picking up the micarta pen right after that, they're so vastly different experiences. And that's one of the things I love about fountain pens the most. Where can I buy a bunch of new fountain pens if I was interested in them, Mike?
0: Let me tell you. Our friends over at Pen Chalet, they sell fountain pens. They've got the fountain pens from your favorite brands. You can go there, you can get great deals. But they also have rollerballs and mechanical pencils. They have ink. They have converters. They have all the accessories that you're going to need to satiate your stationary hobby. They have fast and reliable customer service. Every couple of weeks, they're adding new products to the site as well as closeout specials and discounts. You're always going to be able to find new things at Pen Chalet and new great deals. They sell internationally with great shipping rates and if you're in the US and you spend over $75, shipping will be free. Pen Chalet has low prices and high-quality pens, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. As a listener of this show, you can get 10% off at any time on anything at Pen Chalet when you use the code that you will get by going to penchalet.com and clicking the podcast link at the top of the website. You enter the password Pen Addict. You'll get your code there and be taken to a special area of discounts just for Pen Addict listeners. Would you
1: believe the Panider Armand is on this page?
0: <laughs> I would believe that actually, yes. <laughs>
1: because, because it is on it is on major sale. Ron this Ron is, is the weird one. Doing. Yeah, yeah, This is the weird one you saw with the 3-pin set. Uh-huh. Like that's a lot. That's a lot going on there. But the discount though. <laughs> the discount like I paid, so if you divide that by 3, that's close to like what I paid. Like it's crazy crazy. Um mm-hmm. like I, that's got to be hard to sell like a 3-pin set for for that much money, but man, that's that's pretty cool. So this this um this whole page is loaded today. Y'all should buy the Y Studio resin fountain pen. Yep. Um Fantastic if you have price. Taste if your tastes line up with mine at all, like you will be shocked at how good that little plastic pen is with like, um, it's got a brass, um, grip section and you know, it's kind of got a funny looking cap, but my goodness, I love writing with that pen so much. And it's practically half off right now at Penn Like you should, you should buy that pen. I highly, I highly recommend it. One of my all-time favorites. The uh, special edition Pelican M205s. I haven't seen these colors on sale um, from Ron before. So it's a green one and like uh, the burgundy red one. Um, those are also a great price. I also rave about the 205 as kind of a, a great like step up steel nib piston filling fountain pen. Um, you know, pelicans are just you know practically bulletproof. I love those pins, and probably literally bulletproof is the uh, the diplomat arrow. There's a special edition citrus gunmetal one, um, that is an absolute steal. It's one of my highest rated like pins for its price point, and this is at a price point I can't even like chart because it's so low. <laughs> like it wouldn't be fair for me to say, hey, this is how much these cost because they're never priced this low. So if you've ever been um interested in the diplomat arrow, like that is
0: that is the price point you want to hit. Alright, if you want to go and check all this out for yourself right now, go to Penchalet.com and enter uh, click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password Pen Addict to get your hands on these deals. our thanks to Pen for their support of this show. And relay FM.
1: I mentioned probably a month ago, probably before San Francisco, that I'm starting to go through the top five pins page between then mm-hmm. and the rest of the year. So I've made my second update, Mike. I'm going in order. So the first update was the top five micro gel ink pins. This week was the top five pins in the store. I release all these to the Panonic members first. I write about, you know, my thoughts a little bit deeper my thoughts on in the refill newsletter that I publish. And then I update the site. With the um, information, so the top five pins in the store. This is basically my version of the OKB forty eight. Yeah, and I'll admit that it's definitely more of a U.S. centric list, right? It's the it's the stuff that I see physically in stores, you know, grocery stores, office supply stores, convenience stores, things that are just hanging. You know, on the pegs on the shelf that, you know, passersby might try to figure out, hey, I might want a little bit better pen than, you know, the junkie ballpoint that I stole from the bank or whatever, you know, things like that. So that's what this list is. And I think it's an important one because that's how a lot of us get started with determining that, hey, there's certain pens that make my handwriting better or there's certain pens that I can hold that are more comfortable or, you know, hey, this one has great purple ink and all kinds of things. And this, eventually you buy um, you buy fake Batman pens like I do. Mm. And, <laughs> and you've, you have you kind of graduate from this, but you never leave. You never leave these pens behind, right? There are just classic standby pens, um, primary use pens for a, a lot of people, uh, including myself a lot of times. So the Pentel Energel is number one. And as I said in my write-up, don't find it to be particularly close. So that's my hot take on this when mm. you're comparing it to what most people would say prefer the pilot G 2 uh, maybe the Sharpie S gel, um, maybe one of the uni balls, uh, things like that. So everyone has a favorite pen. They go in and buy from the store shelf. I think the inner gel is better than your favorite pen. <laughs> that's my stance. I'm sticking to it. It has the best refill. It is the smoothest, most consistent refill. And again, a lot of these pens on the shelf, you're starting at 0.7 millimeters, right? Mm-hmm. Like this isn't my like perfect pen for me. This is my recommendation for you for a lot of people trying things out. It's the best gel ink, it's the best performing pen from a quality and consistency standpoint. They have the best color range and the best color performance. And the barrels are built great. They're just good, right? They have almost no questions, um, you know, or no sacrifices you have to make compared to like some of these others on the list. I think they're probably like the perfect off the shelf pin. Historically, I've put Jetstream here at the top a lot and we'll get to why I've, I've moved it down the list here in a minute. Um, but I, I found myself for the past year or two just always saying, if you're going to go to the store shelf or if people ask me like, what's your favorite pen? Um, You know, I know they're not asking me like, well, Hey, what's my favorite, you know, fountain pen. And you know, Hey, did you get that new limited edition sailor? No, they're asking me like, Hey, what's a pen that I know that is your favorite. It's always the Energel. That's the answer. Hmm. The pilot precise V five has been on and off this list for years. I think it probably deserves a permanent home. And that home is at number two on this list that could change, you know, if, if one of these other pin makers makes like a little bit of an improvement in their offering or their product lineup. Um, but I think the pilot precise is almost, yeah, it's so ubiquitous. Um, just like the pilot G2, like pilot has a stranglehold on this category. Like there's no, no doubt it's the pilot G2 and the pilot precise. Um, and then anything, pilot v series related those are most people will be very very familiar with all of those this pen has been around at least since the 80s maybe the late 70s and it has changed very little and that's a testament to just how good it is right it is mm-hmm. legitimately good it's a rollerball ink right so it's a liquid a uh, water-based ink unlike the gel or ballpoint ink so it can bleed on papers But for some reason, this formulation, it does a lot better job than most pens with that. This is a lot of people's favorite pen, right off the store shelf. Um, The V5 is the .5 millimeter tip, the V7 is the .7 millimeter tip. They come in a few different colors, uh, if you like, but the basic black of this pen is just rock solid, workhorse, works on so many different paper types. You'll see a lot of these around offices. Um, just because they're just so good, uh, for, for what they are. Number three, the Uniball Signo 207. So this is another pin that's, it hasn't been around as long as the precise, but it's been around more than a decade, maybe 15 years. Um, I actually thought it was going to go away when they launched the 307, which is the newer model because the number says so, Mike, um, that's the rule. But the 307 has a different ink formulation and I don't like it as much. Mm. It's good. Like, it's perfectly fine. If the 207 didn't exist, I'd be thrilled with the 307. I think the 207's better. The one flaw, if you will, of the 207 and 307 is they probably have the worst clip on this list. It's very cheap feeling for what's a very good pen and a lot of people don't like that. So I will tend to that's the second gel ink pen on the list, but I would always recommend the Inner Gel first. Um, none of these are going to have like rock star clips, right? Like you're in a price point that doesn't allow for that. But I think the 207 is probably the worst clip of the bunch. But I like the line of the 207 um, better than most, um, right outside the Inner Gel. Up number four is a new entry, the Papermate InkJoy. It's really close to the Inner Gel, like it's. It's a new-ish gel ink pen. It's been around less than five years. That's pretty new for this category. There's not a lot of turnover in this category. That's another topic to get into, right? These these things are pretty static. Pilot Precise, been around for 40 years. Signo 207, you know, 15 plus years. All of these things. Jetstream's been around for forever, right? There's not a lot of turnover here. So you're hoping for some new, um, some company to like rethink what they're offering and Papermate did that where traditionally like i would dismiss Papermate because i've had just poor experiences in the past um i got to try some of these ink joys years ago and i was like huh i can't believe i'm saying this but this is great like it completely surprised me they have a great range of colors i love the feel of their barrel they kind of have that um rubberized uh, texture on the outside of the barrel i personally like i think some people don't like that but um, they're really good. They have a retractable model. They have a capped model, depending on what you like, all the same refill, and it's really, really good. Number five is the Jetstream, the Uniball Jetstream. That was formerly number one on this list, which hadn't been updated in a couple years, and like, it's I'm totally fine with it being number one. The reason I moved it down is just strictly a recommendation from a recommendation perspective. If I'm thinking about... What's the order of operations here? If I'm talking about this to someone who doesn't know anything, what am I going to tell them to check out? Well, it's the jet stream needs to be not number one on that list because it's kind of particular. Right. It's a ballpoint ish ink, right? It's the hybrid ballpoint ink technology. It's really smooth. It's really awesome. If you come to me and say, Hey, I'm a student. I write, you know, dozens of pages of notes a week and I need a pen that's comfortable, looks great. It's legible. It's not going to run out of ink quickly. My number one recommendation is going to be the Jetstream, right? It's never going to be a gel ink pen. But in the category, I think it's further down the list, right? So that's my, that's why I moved it down, even though like I could, it's going to still be a number one recommendation for certain situations. I think in the general sense of things, it's probably deserves to be a little bit further down the list. So, um, that's my top five off the store shelf. This is a pretty broad category. Like, even though I say there's not a lot of change in here, the Sharpie S pen was the only real change or the real new product in the last few years that got anyone interested Mm -hmm. in this category. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Like I thought it was okay. You know, it's not better than the inner gel or the signo or the ink joy to me, but that still puts it like in a top five gel pen category. I think the pilot G two is probably a top five gel pen category. Right. Um, I just think, you know, there's a few that are better. That doesn't mean those pens are bad. Like, and they're certainly a valid choice. Um, I didn't count store brands. Like here in the U.S., most of the big office supply retailers have their own store brands. Some of them are shockingly good. So the tool pen, which we've talked about years yeah. ago, that's a Office Max uh, special, I think. Is that Office Max? I think so. Um, it's a it's a fantastic gelling pen, but it's only at that store, right? Like you're not going to the grocery store and finding that on the shelf. So I didn't count those. Um, the Papermate Flare. And Sharpie pen, like the the non-permanent Sharpie. Both of those are great pens for very specific uses, right? They're felt tip or plastic tip pens. So they don't have the durability, but they're going to handle the one job well that you need them to do, whether it's like marker, drawing, even writing. But they're not going to last as long as, you know, your gel pens and your, your Jetstream tips and things like that. My only wish is that I could rank Zebra somewhere in this category, right? They land at number two in the top five micro gel ink pens, because that's kind of an open shopping category. I'm telling you to go online (laughs) and find a 0.4 millimeter Zebra psoracic clip. I can't tell you to do that at the store. And Zebra's ballpoint and gel pens and rollerball pens just aren't better than the rest of these. And They could be like, I think zebra in Japan, you know, maybe we'll see the blend more over here. We're starting to see it. They introduced a gel pen. They have like the little blister packs you can buy at the store. Now they're just not prevalent enough to get up there. I don't know if the blend would crack my top five, if it was more readily available, even if it, you know, even if you could walk out the door and fall into a blend, I don't know that it would be. I still don't know that it would crack this top five list. It would at least be in the top 10, though. And uh, I don't know. I wish Zebra was a little bit better in the U.S. market, um, you know, with their offerings. But they're just not quite there. So, Mm -hmm. That's the top five pens in the store. The next two lists are going to be very challenging and I'm going to rework them completely. Um, the next two lists on my top five list, because I'm going to order the top five fountain pens under $50 and the top five fountain pens between $50 and $100. I'm going to change those categories. We're going to take a, we're going to do, we're going to do like a strict beginner category first fountain pen category and then we're going to do like um like the next fountain pen or the step up fountain pen category um to kind of solve the issues that I have in the 0 to 100 price point um because there's it, there's some weird stuff um there's so many great pens that range from $5 to say like $80 that answer so many different questions that's such a huge range that I want to kind of Describe my recommendations in those groups a little bit better than just having a strictly price point based list for those. But um, yeah, we'll see. So That's uh, something I'm going to tackle here in the next couple of weeks, and we will definitely spend some time talking about that. You'll probably have some uh, some commentary when I when I finish up with that.
0: I like that you're going
1: through all of this. It's it's long overdue. It it really is. Yep. It's one of those th- you know. It's one of those on the permanent list of things to do. And you know, I gave myself a a format and a process to get it done. So hopefully I can do the whole thing before the end of the year. So it's going to be a lot of updates. But now that most of my, like my travels done um, I can schedule out this writing a little bit better and thinking about these different categories, um, you know, and spend a few hours a week thinking about them and getting them updated because some of them haven't been updated in years. So it it's well past due. So we'll get that done here,
0: uh, hopefully by the end of the year.
1: And uh, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it because, uh, you know, I want to see what's changed.
0: You know, the idea of the um, Golden Gate Bridge always being painted. Mm-hmm. Right. That like, as soon as they finish it, they have to start at the start again. Right. Right. <laughs> That's what this is like. It's at the top 10. <laughs> Pretty like. much. As soon as Pretty you finish much. the last top ten, you have to start <laughs> back on the first one again.
1: Exactly. That's why if I can, co- like, condense it into like four or five months, they're at least all relatively close, and then I could probably take like a year off. But then I would have to do like the entire thing again mm-hmm. <laughs> in about a year. So mm-hmm. I used to do it once a year to update it, and then that some some the problem was some lists just didn't change in a year. Right, it wasn't a, a wide enough uh, sample for anything to happen in there that would cause change. So then I would just start picking them off like one at a time, um, and then it just kind of got all discombobulated. So it's it's due for a full refresh. We're gonna st- we've we've started painting, Mike. I don't know when we're gonna finish. Hopefully
0: by the end of the year. All right, what have we got lost up today?
1: I thought this was. An interesting little thought experiment accidental thought experiment I had on Instagram the other day and apparently it's not a unique thought because everyone was like yes I do this too so what I did the other night I was done with work right so whatever my work day was involved I think this was Monday and I didn't really have any plans or or maybe it was Tuesday I don't know what day it was it was one night Sunday night maybe whatever I didn't have any plans that night, so there wasn't really much on TV to watch or really anything to do, or I was going to do something else. I wasn't interested in writing or reading or watching TV, so I think I just, honestly, I think I just got my phone out and was just scrolling, but I went, (laughs) before I did that, I didn't have any plans on using my pens or paper or anything, but I went and grabbed a notebook, my plotter, and two cases of pens and brought them with me to where I was going to sit and watch TV or just be mindless scrolling on the internet and sat up next to me. And I was like, I had to have these things next to me. So I took a picture and put it on Instagram. I said, do you ever just want your stationary stuff nearby? Even if you have no plans to use it. Yeah, me too. And the whole reply was that this is your emotional support, right? This is your comfort zone. This is a ritual, you know, like uh, Anthony said, you know, I've accepted that pins are a comfort and a control ritual. hundred percent. I was like, I didn't, I didn't think of it this way, but like everyone is like replying the same thing. And I've just wondered, like, did you, do you have any of this stuff? Like Eric uh, from Amarillo Stationery is like emotional support stationery. That's why I said that, you know, like, I was like, yeah, it's like emotional support stationery. And like, that's all this journey that we're all on together. Like we're all kind of tied by these same things, but we all use them for in different ways and have different use cases, and different thoughts and ideas. But sometimes I don't need to use any of it. It just needs to be near me. And I need to be have the idea that it's there. And therefore, I'm comfortable. So I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that in anything. It doesn't have to be stationary. But it's like, yeah, like, just have it nearby. And everything is right in the world.
0: I mean I used to do this more when I was a kid and I still do it to a point now of like mm-hmm. but I remember specifically when I was a kid if I got a new toy that toy would sit next to me like I would mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. even like sit it down like if we are watching TV and you know, like it sits next to me I have right. and I have a kind of kept this in my life since like if I get something new something that I'm excited about I kind of always want it around and in reach it's like part of the appreciation right. process for me
1: Right. And that night that I took this picture, I never opened any of the cases, so never opened about. any of the notebooks. They literally, just, like, they were just there. And like, I thought, I don't know, maybe I'll use something later. They, they never did, mm-hmm. but they had to be there. I promise you. Because where I, where I sat this stuff in my house is not where any of my, I'm not nearby any of my stationary stuff. Um, So, I brought it with me, sat it next to me, and it just sat there, and I did other stuff, but it was there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, there you go. I, I thought it was interesting because I didn't really give too much thought into it. I was just like, oh, this is something that I do, and it makes me feel comfortable, and is this normal? And it's like, I guess it kind of is like, everyone's like, yeah, I kind of do it too. It's like, we all have our little things and our little comfort zones that we'd like to, uh, like to be in. And apparently mine is having my uh, stationary sit right next to me, even if I have no intention of using it.
0: All right. If you would like to, uh, catch the show notes, for this week's episode go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 533 if you want to find brad online he is at penaddict.com he is at dowdyism on twitter penaddict on instagram and you go to twitch.tv slash penaddict where brad streams three times a week thank you to pen chalet and the canalea Penco for the support of this week's episode and we'll be back next time until then say goodbye brad goodbye brad